Welcome to Thug Crowd Radio. Please listen to this important disclaimer in its entirety. All participants of this Thug Crowd Radio episode are characters. None of the stories told during these episodes are based on facts, truth, or reality. All works of fiction displayed during this episode that resemble real-life situations are coincidental and are not meant to serve as guides or tutorials to commit any crimes in any country. Please consult an attorney for local laws and regulations. And as always, trust your inner criminal. Wow, that was awesome. Sorry, I'm uh, slipping, slipping my time between uh, two computers right now. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't destroy everybody. Hi. My eardrums. I am so sorry about that, guys. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah. That's what happens when you, that's a sacrifice you have to make when you uh, dedicate one whole computer. To... <laughs> uh, so, howdy, everybody. Welcome to Thug Crowd, episode 10. Um, today, we're going to be talking about mental health for hackers. Um, so we're going to go through about 45 minutes to an hour's worth of news, and then we'll get into our main topic. And so I'll put a disclaimer now and before we do the main top, topic talk that this whole thing is, we're, you know, we're trying to promote good things. We're trying to promote good, healthy coping skills and things that people that we know, and ourselves included, need healthy advice and healthy things. But... We also are going to be sharing probably, we might share things that might be, you know, triggering or unhealthy things that we've done in the past or things that we know about. And so I just want to just put the disclaimer out that we're all here to talk about this in a good, in a good hearted way and not in a way to make anybody feel shitty about themselves. So keeping that in mind, everybody here in the chat, if you have any questions, um, you can, you know, obviously uh, hit us up in the chat or you can DM at Thug Crowd if you, uh, have any further questions so yeah let's get started um so we'll start from the top um, of who's here so the top person there is interpreter that's our listener on um for the stream audio but what's up jonathan you here all yeah, right yeah, it's on mute. what's it's going on there we go uh-huh. yeah. how's it going going good Introductions. Yeah. And, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm John. That, uh, <laughs> that everyday skid. Um. You know, at Crypto Den. Yeah. Next person. Is it Shell? That's next. Oh, you're the that special edition um list. The next person was Kaiser. Kaiser's muted. There he goes. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello. Yeah, yeah she's a um, tabby shy. She ain't gonna introduce herself. God damn. That's okay. Um, yeah. Hello, Cal. Oh, Hi, guys. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Kaiser. I'm new here, so 
probably going to do a lot of listening, maybe interject every now and again. Welcome, Kaiser. What's up? MG? MG, all right. Yeah, I'm here. I'm MG. I'm uh, your uh, generalist of the internet. Beautiful. Generalist of the internet. You stole my thing. Hey, uh, it's not Dan. I, uh, I'm i not Dan. That's, uh, that's all I got. What up, Sigint Freud? Definitely you want to fuck your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Love it. <laughs> uh, Sean. What's up, Sean? Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> that Zodiac voice. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So, you guys have the topics list. I posted it in the general channel, but I'll repost it again for anybody who doesn't have it. Um, <clears throat> throw that in there. Um, all righty. So, yeah, we have a bit of news, and I realized this as I was making the news section um, for our topics list, that most of the news is about different technologies for tracking people that all each have their own special flaw. Um, but the first three here aren't about that. So um, I guess we can just get into these ones and then kind of just schmooze on that other aspect of uh, tracking people um, after. So the first story here, so I heard a bit about this um throughout the week and so this is the alleged cia leaker uh, joshua schultz had uh some really bad really bad times lately you guys hear about this stuff oh yeah so i think huh? his twitter account's still open isn't it like he had a twitter account at some point that was open but yeah it was uh he what did he leak actually Vault 7. The Vault 7 stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it looks like he had a, a bunch of stuff that just but had his own name on it and posted it publicly. So it was tied to him. And he also just had a bunch of child porn as well. Oh, this is that dude. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is a fucking weird story. This is so weird. Yeah, but it seems I gotta like... Say, like uh, some weird plant or something, but at the same time, it also could be completely true. Well, so that's the fucked up thing, is that the whole plant thing, like planting CP, that's definitely a tactic that is really common. And I mean, like, it's something that is admitted in the IC community. But I mean, just looking at the dude's accounts, like, he was kind of fucking weird, man. Um, But I, I, I wanted to say something about the voice... Uh, title it says alleged CIA leaker has some of the worst opsec I've ever seen well no fucking shit because he eventually got busted and everybody presented everything to you on a silver platter so I don't know <laughs> I kinda, like I, I hate when stories do that because yeah of course after everything's all out in the open it looks terrible but it worked for how many years right like I mean it's just you know, the clickbait yeah. title you know, it's like, oh, this is like top 10 uh, upset leaks. Number six will shock you, you know, yeah, right, kind right. Of thing that we're seeing over here. But yep. here, have my unlocked phone, though. Did he give him an unlocked phone, really? Yeah, well, they, they, asked, they asked him to unlock his phone, and then he did. And then they got 
like a whole bunch of. Oh, that's where like, they got his credits. Yeah. Like, yeah. For the hard drives. He probably yeah. didn't know they were on there. Yeah. I would bet yeah, you. Sure. He but, fucking went, whoops. He tied he his pseudonym to a fucking Mensa practice test score that he uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like a Facebook one? Yeah, it's like one of those fucking BuzzFeed ones. Is there some sort of law in the states where you get um, uh, punished for being stupid? No. (laughs) No, if they know there's dirt on a disc and you don't uh, hand over the encryption key, like if they can prove it with like uh, like photographic evidence or like they can prove it in in some other way that there is a hundred percent, without a doubt, dirt on a disc and you don't hand over the crypto, that they can they can like hold you for a period of time or indefinitely you know i don't think that exists in the u.s i know it exists in australia the situation uh you can be held held in contempt in some situations right yeah because you can be forced to unlock your phone with your fingerprint yeah so it comes down to something you know and something you have right so the thing you have they can they can force uh the thing you know that will incriminate you is the Fifth Amendment, and you're protected by the Fifth Amendment to decline to answer. What if the password to your hard drive was something self-incriminating? Like, what if the password to your <laughs> disk was exactly? No, no, I, 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 I'm world or something. Oh like my that. god! I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> the thing is, DNZ was talking about. Um, once they know for sure there's actual evidence there, then the Fifth is no longer uh, protection. I think that's what he was getting at. How would they know yeah. for sure? Like, how would you prove uh, it without proving okay. it? So if they have a video recording, for example, of you decrypting a disk, accessing, I don't know, something illegal, and then, like, you know, that's on, like, non-tampered film that comes up as, as credible evidence, then they can, they're they proving that you, you either, A, know the crypto, that you know the key, because um, there's been cases where, I don't want to really get this. It's a bit of a tangent, but there's been cases where people know each other's keys and they don't know their own keys to unlock discs. But um, yeah, so they, they'll get crazy. someone else to RDP into their box and decrypt it for them. Um, what? That's really smart, actually, but it's also definitely conspiracy at that point. Yeah, well, it, it, it's, this is... Uh, it, it definitely happened and, it's de- and, and it was um, defeated by... So like the... the Feds involved, I believe, just um, got both parties unlocking each other's disc on like right. surveillance. Interesting. But, um, but yeah, like so they were able to um, yeah. So like if they can prove with you know other forms of surveillance that there is a hundred percent dirt on that disc, they just don't have the dirt for the evidence. Then you know I, um, I'm fairly certain that it's maybe they can hold you for two years or something ridiculous here. I'm mm. not. Um, I I've don't know if that exact law, but yeah. I know there's definitely some really strict laws in Australia about that stuff. I thought um, worse than the U.S., but I I think the Fifth Amendment's a hard one to. Break, that yeah. would be like Supreme Court, yeah. right? We don't have that like constitutional rights bullshit. Right, just just a police state kind of deal. He skipped right to police state. <laughs> <laughs> Nanny states. Oh. So speaking of striking back against the police state or, I guess, congressional debates, uh, the next story that we have on our agenda is somebody hacked California's uh, congressional debate to just run gay porn. I approve of this message. 
Yeah, same here. I, was, <laughs> yeah. I saw that on the, on the list, and yeah. it probably would have gotten the best ratings ever if they had advertised that they were going to do that. I know, right? They should have put some Twitch integration or something. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was it was really... It seems like it was just the online feed and not the uh, actual terrestrial broadcast, which is you know kind of more obvious now. Like the, That's like the obvious way to go instead of trying to actually hijack the um, television signal directly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still definitely effective because pretty much every channel... Um, has like a live stream somewhere you know I, I i don't have cable i get most of my news from youtube and other streaming places that are just for free so if you can go on and uh you know hijack any one of those feeds at all you're golden and a lot of them are, are integrated together too and they they're running out of the same sort of infrastructure too also yeah. they're using protocols like rtmp which i guess we're using right now for twitch but um you basically like you can run like nginx rtmp um like there's a module for it um and all you you basically just set up like a key and then that key is the same key you used to view it like it's pretty simple for um if you want to like multiplex save streams like if you can if you can get the man in the middle somewhere in that chain like if you can do the hard work um then actually just like doing something to the stream itself is the easy part right yeah yep interesting Huh. I, it's been harder lately with one of the protocols. I forget which streaming protocol it is, but VLC doesn't even do it all that well. I'm gonna assume it's probably Pornhub or something like on the bleeding edge of technology. But it's, yeah, like, it's, it's always been the adult industry because it's like you know money, right? Exactly. Exactly. And people trying to pirate it as well. I was thinking about that the other day. How that's a whole other topic, but. The actually, well, people that we know from or links from YouPorn and elsewhere have an interesting perspectives on this kind of thing because people literally are just trying to break in all day and also redirect streams to congressional debates and stuff on C SPAN. So, we gotta, wait, uh, is, did, it, did it come from a porn site? Did they fucking like, oh, was I don't know if it came from or something? <laughs> that would have been awesome though. <laughs> really that would have been <laughs> or, or like a comment or something like, um, I bet you, like that. That's great. <laughs> Look at um, yeah, I saw this other um, or this other thing in the in the topics list. It's the hackers siphon hundreds of millions of pesos through Mexican banks or out of Mexican banks, which like is seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, three hundred million pesos. Um, it's actually over fifteen million dollars um, U.S. And so yeah, they were using what malware is this? The bespoke what malware is this? I forget what this is. Um, they're using just basically some malware that was targeting Swift software um, that was being used for um, the target other banks like Bangladesh and stuff. But yeah, I think it's interesting. You, you don't have to go and uh, pull up a gun to rob a bank anymore, really. I mean, you haven't for a while, but this is like some serious shit for like cartel money or something. Yeah, there was uh, an interesting talk as well, just slightly related to bank hacking from. Um... Uh, one of the Brazilian dudes here in Melbourne did a talk at Ruxmon recently on uh, some banking software that was actually downloaded to people's machines. Um, so, you know, there was, they were able to do all kinds of things with that because, like, yeah, you know, the bank makes you download stuff and then yeah, they also breached uh, part of the supply chain and some other things, I believe. So, I remember there was a story a while back about um, some people owning some, like, banks over in the Middle East uh, 
just creating like basically like creating accounts with balances and then pulling them out at ATMs all across New York City. New York City is like a hotbed for ATM extraction. Jackpotting. Yeah, that's where uh, Gonzalez got rocked, I think. And he got rocked by just happenstance, too, from what I remember. So uh, but... this malware that got used, um, have, where else, have we seen it used in other banks, uh, in other bank hijacks, other SWIFT um, parts of the SWIFT network, or is this... Yeah, it was used. Um, I, the one that I'd seen here was the there was Bangladesh, and another one was in uh, Taiwan. They use this malware. So this is probably for sale on the dark web. This is like a they they are unlikely to have actually. This is not a new attack. No, no, no. But it's just getting more and more because it's targeting bigger and bigger banks. But well, yeah. so, is anybody familiar with uh, the technicals on Swift? Like, why the fuck is it so easy for them to keep doing it? Like, I would think... A little, a little bit, yeah. So, like, once you're on the SWIFT network, like, that's pretty much it. Like, once you, if you're in the bank and you're, uh, you know, you have that trust-based relationship with the other banks, now you're just telling them, like, you know, you're just pushing money around. So, it's it's not all that uh, magic. Um, it's pretty boring. And a lot of the ISOs, um, ISO standards for it were written um, a long time ago. And th there's weird things as well. Like, there's some things, like, uh, I feel they're called, there's, like, one where you push money to an account, but then there's one where like you request to, uh, instead of pushing the money, you like request for the money to be taken, but it's like the same thing and different countries use different methods like within, um, within the ISOs. So there's a few, like ones like an e-check and there's, there's some others, but um, yeah, there's probably about, I don't know, five or six different ways to do like to accomplish the same thing and no bank, is the same so they all do different stuff and um yeah like so once you're actually on that network like once you're the bank you're the bank right that's fucking insane that sounds awesome i mean sounds uh scary yeah the key thing is like if you own a bank a you just owned a bank that's probably a crime um, but be like, get like getting to the point where you can actually like penetrating the network deep enough to be at the point where you can manipulate or create swift transactions and then avoid being detected. I mean, that's, I guess it's, that's like why we, we saw it happen with, uh, Bangladesh, the bank of Bangladesh and some other places, you know, uh, Taiwan and stuff. They're not exactly, um, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to assume they're just not up. To, to scratch when it comes to infosec and you know their appsec supply like supply chains and shit like that so getting yeah. into bigger and bigger banks like mexico i guess is um a little bit closer uh huh. yeah, let's see that's crazy see so it's it but it's still swift all these years like it's been like three years of swift well it's hopefully like they'll be using ripple in the future <laughs> ripple <laughs> Yeah, sixty-one percent of Ripple held by of XRP held by Ripple. That's all <laughs> totally legit, bro. One hundred percent. Not a no, not a trapezoidal shaped business opportunity. <laughs> nice. Speaking of uh, trapezoids, and well, actually, that's a segue, man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not <laughs> Uh, I was just going to completely not even use it as a real segue. Um, so yeah, 
So do you guys hear about Securus, um, the police phone tracking software that was hacked and the all the creds for a lot of the creds for the users of this software were dumped and given to a motherboard. This was software that was used by police officers to track people. This itself was hacked. First of all, great name. Great ironic name, Securus. Yeah, for yeah. real. Secure us. Um, so yeah, I guess I used MD5 and you just cracked the hell out of those. It's pretty yeah, legit. I mean, they got hacked like real quick after the news broke. So congratulations, I, Internet. You're awesome. That, that's like a new height of incompetency. I mean, I'm not, not only do they let people spy, not only do they let the police spy on people, they're also too retarded to keep it safe. I mean, they were offering free fucking trials, if I recall. Or was that the other one? That was another one. We'll get to that oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, I just, uh, the, the main part is just that it's, this is the one that was used by law enforcement. So it's just right, interesting so. that we have that kind of... I don't know. We have so many different. There's now so many different private companies that are doing this, and each one of them is doing their own bad job about actually main, managing the user base and API access and all that. So, so yeah, for 2011 real. through 2018, they've built up only 2,800 users. That's not really. That's you know, That's a pretty slow on. Those are, but those are like police sergeants and police detectives, not like yeah. your average oh, person. Like the subjects. No, no, no. These are these are logins for the actual software itself. All right. Oh, so once you've got the login to the software, you've got you've cracked the MD5 in like I don't know twelve seconds. And, um, <laughs> you've cracked the MD5 in twelve seconds. Like what? What would you then have access to? Like directly to the to like pull files on and off the phone, turn on camera. Like what are we talking? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the functionality of the software was. Um, it doesn't say it in the article here. But it, I mean, it, it's whatever a police officer could do to access your phone and track you would be able to be used by these people. Okay, so, so would... on, honest to God, there are way too many of these that happened this week. Is this the is secure? Are us? Are they the ones that uh, had access to the telcos? Or did they I have? Think so I think, I think um, Verizon and uh, Comcast or whatever and a couple of other big telcos were snitching to them. And they were providing yeah. real-time information. I think it's really important for everybody to fucking stay on the story and like keep hounding the shit out of the telcos. I had a really fun time over the weekend harassing John Legier and people from Verizon and all these telcos because they've been getting away with this shit for over a decade, like of of really blatant cooperation. Yeah. So, so it's true. Bad cooperation, specifically with the telcos was the one that happened with the next story, which is about Location Smart. And so Location okay. Smart had been complicit. They've been working with you know, AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, Verizon um, to offer accuracy for location data within a few hundred yards with like real-time tracking. And so there is a free demo of this um, app that somebody had figured out that obviously you're going to have an unauthenticated API that you can just query stuff to and then Plot it out in your own Google Map. Um, so somebody Cast had actually. Out, everybody. So hold on, I'll put that in the, the chat here. Um, so yeah, this one here is a bit more interesting because yes, this is the they're working more with telcos and they also, I mean, 
did this, they pulled the Panera Bread and everybody else in recent memory that has had an unauthenticated API access, but this one allowed anybody to be able to track anybody into sort of Marauder's map that we kind of imagine police state to have. I hope, uh, so did this one get dumped too yet? I don't think this one got dumped. This one was, uh, so Brian Krebs is the one who got involved in helping disclose this because this person, this PhD candidate, had found some of this stuff and, and uh, you know, found it by accident and then um, was able to, you know, be trying to figure out how to actually disclose it and then now it became a big story. Well, I mean, I'm glad it became a big story, but, I mean, if you have access to something like that, oh, man, to give it to, like, Krebs for fame is kind of kind of weird but like i mean I don't, it, I don't think it was fame i mean it probably he sounds like somebody who just probably found this and would be like a, a normal kind of like nicer guy and not try to just immediately sell this you know backdoor access to the you know highest bidder yeah. on some weird onion site no i i meant more for krebs to do it for fame um but he actually wasn't krebs was actually i gotta say acting in kind of good faith he's like put pressure on telcos for the so, this is a telco this is a telco app though right we're talking about like in the telco um there is a api right this is it's gotta like be it's gotta be for the towers too because a few hundred yards that's yeah, always yeah, yeah. that's always that's cell phone power it's actually possible with cell towers though i, I yeah, thought yeah, the accuracy was only within like one or two hundred meters no 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 so depending on where you are so if you're in the city with a whole bunch of microcells and shit like that um, you can definitely put people down to within a few meters. If you're in, like, yeah. depending on how many partner cells, we're talking about, like, the power output of each cell, detect, like, what the other partner cells of that of that device are, and then you can um, not triangulate. There's another word, but... Um, That's tri- it's triangulation, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's tri- triangulation. Because your phone's at all times, or, well, most of the time... Kind of trilateration. Trilateration, it, yeah. Trilateration. Yeah, yeah. So, in, but yeah, um, your your phone's connected to like three towers at any time for the most part in densely populated areas, or it's yeah, at least within like, range. Go ahead. I've I've mentioned this before, like on previous casts. Like, there's I've known about an API for this within a telco here for ages because I used to sit next to the dude who did it, and like for law enforcement stuff. You know, like I don't you know, or sit across from him or whatever, but like his job was mostly like looking up people, like where people, where, where mobiles are right now, well, where cells are right now. And that, that was like all API stuff. And I'm talking like not recently, this was like a long while, this is a while ago. So yeah, um, the APIs have always been there. It's just that nobody's really been talking about them. Nobody really knows. Like a lot of people um, that I know are a bit of, into conspiracies and that kind of thing they carry older phones they're like oh this phone doesn't have gps or whatever but like it doesn't really matter right yeah especially with yeah once it's connected it's on the uh it's on the network it's trackable you're yeah, trackable in so many other ways too like fuck your phone between embassies and armies and shit like that you know yeah no doubt but I think it, I think it's interesting that it it did expose this kind of uh, marketplace that I don't think anybody I know I know it didn't exist I, I had no idea um, but there's this fucking marketplace of of all these people's locations um, and it it kind of it always seems to focus around who's actually the bigger threat like NSA CIA where there's a little bit of government oversight sometimes maybe. 
or are these private corporations really the ones that are the ones who are dangerous? I think for missing persons and shit like that, like it's really, really valuable, but it's all about what is the policy and when can you use it? Like you can, like if I go up to, if I walk into the office and open up a terminal and go to the thing and type in some dude's phone number um, and it triangulates him like what, you know, why am I allowed to do that? Like I should not, like nobody should be allowed to do that and without um, whether it be a warrant or maybe at least just a, a permission from a magistrate or a judge or whatever, you know. Are you talking about like in a private company though? There's well, no oversight, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah, the telcos are private companies, but yeah. like it's it's holding, uh, you know, real time private information. It could be either used to save someone's life, or it could be used to send someone to prison. Sure. So, the, yeah, there's there's got to like the, there's accountability in one way. There's accountability yeah. that's not attached to anything. I think that's what the problem is. Like this is kind of wild west territory. It appears at the moment. I you wouldn't think that this is that big of a problem but apparently it is but yeah there's no oversight over this kind of stuff yeah oh sorry what were you gonna say i was gonna say within the private companies there should be you know some sort of across the board you all must adhere to this type of thing um and then you know be audited on that to make sure that they're not just saying to local beat cop yeah local beat cop you can look up whatever you want and it turns out that it's uh you know, his ex-girlfriend or some shit. Yeah, dude. I think especially with the telcos. Like, they, they've they just gone away with murder for so long. And it's because they're, like, they're institutions, right? Like, you can't have a functioning society without telcos. Yeah. So they well, can just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And it's, I mean, especially when you're talking about companies where there's, like, two, right? <laughs> Across yep. the whole United States, there's really just two. Like, yep. Boy. Yeah, we're, we're down to um, all your prepaids are going to Verizon. So the the another thing, there's another fail of another traction thing is something that even has has even less oversight, which is the whole market of people selling monitoring stuff to for family members. So this app called TeenSafe uh, was a teen device monitoring app. Apparently, had their stuff hacked and. They ended up leaking things like, you know, iMessages, uh, credentials, messages to WhatsApp, device locations, yeah. and everything, all on their website. <laughs> and, and so, you know, people who, Gummy. yeah, I mean, like, the the thing that sucks too is that for stuff like this, I mean, yes, I completely understand the parental safety aspect of this kind of thing. It's very useful because there's obviously crazy shit out there, but it also sucks when people don't end up consenting to something like this, having had to do this, you know, um, having to have this app on their phone or parents being advised to do something like this. And then it, it ends up just leaking all their kids app data, you know, who knows what else could be in that sort of thing. If you have like, I, um, or Apple accounts tied to like your credit card, you know, that your kids using and stuff like that. I mean, like, it's just a, a nightmare. <laughs> give me my credit card back, I, I don't even know why people are using this in the first place because apple already has um a location sharing system in yeah, place that friend. you can yeah find my friend like it, it's pretty 
if you want to spy on your kids and you can use that <laughs> shady ass fucking app made by Indian PHP developers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't trust your children that much. You need to talk to them other than just straight up. No, just come on. Them, we were all kids. We were all shady as fuck when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing some grimy stuff. Yeah. yeah, you definitely know that you were telling your mom you were going to your friend's house when you were going to hit some girl up. Don't lie. <laughs> well, I think I'm a bad uh, guy. No, I would yeah. tell them, like, I'd be like, hey, uh, I'm going to go hang out with a girl, but secretly I would just be like calling stuff on my phone. When you <laughs> tell your parents you're going to the mall but end up war driving instead? Yeah, yeah. well, I'm going yeah, to the mall, yeah, but yeah. secretly just red box. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the this whole thing is, uh, you know, obviously a disaster and there's more and more things like this happening we've seen this with i forget what app it was but it was like the straight up like spousal stalker app that uh somebody oh, had... they keep getting owned over and over i love it it's flex yeah. spy yeah there's so many different ones like this and each time one that goes down obviously there's a there's a market for it i mean how many Google searches a day do you think are? How can I tell if my husband is cheating on me through his phone? You know, or you go on like, you go on people who like, never been on any kind of forum like it before. Go on like hack forum and make a thing just to ask how do I get my wife's text? Like, there's stuff like this. People obviously, as people, you know, as technology advances, people are going to have more and more ways to spy on each other, and there's going to be more and more apps like this. And even if you know, we put also the regulations in place. There's still going to be shadier and shadier ones that are going to get owned like this. So, I don't know. Don't do things like is, again. Just talk to your kids stuff. if you can. Talk to your wife if, or your husband if you're <laughs> really that. Like, if it comes down to you having to install malware on their phone, I think that you kind of probably need a new relationship. But yeah, I think no doubt. Well, like if you if you look at um, going back to the the quote grind of breaches that weren't actually breaches, like they blew up massively on the internet people were like motherboard and uh, actually i don't know about motherboard but like buzzfeed and stuff were doing articles about all this stuff and it came down to people's lack of understanding of what they were doing now everything that the the users were doing was they were consenting to putting the information in they were consenting to this they consenting to that now in this case they're consenting to um installing this app on on their kid's phone they're incent the the kids are consenting to having the parents do it or you know they're at least saying you know i won't be grounded if i do it or whatever right so then everybody is like um complicit with this going on and then they get owned and now everyone's mad about it <laughs> like oh my god have some yeah, where's the foresight in going like oh i'm just about to track like they don't nobody really can understand it well enough to have the foresight to go like this is a fucking terrible idea. Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> this what is it some is. Lead runner shit right here. I, I mean, think people don't understand that when you're seeing something through a service that other people are also seeing it. Like, yeah, that's, that's a really a good point. It really is. Like if you're, if you're outsourcing for lack of a better term that you're spying to a company that's supposedly professionals, they can totally just look through the shit for, whatever reason and they're not like they're not reputable people for the most part 
<laughs> like anyone, anyone who's building a backdoor for your phone might not. Right. <laughs> but you know what? Even if they were reputable, reputable people, they'd been like the CEO of like ten successful startups that were all like privacy-based things. That doesn't mean the next one's gonna kind of be like you know you gotta you gotta fail sometimes. Like, I mean, not I, everyone is successful all the time, right? What I'm hearing is that there's market demand for a uh, secure. <laughs> Uh, secure, a reliable grab. service. <laughs> I'm going to start making yeah, uh, CIA style implants for iPhones. That's it. That's what All right, guys, like. message me on my XMPP. That's already been done. <laughs> it's on my phone. Uh, hey, so. The most important part you have to put it on the blockchain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dark blockchain, of course. Verify. Uh, so have the blockchain. More stuff targeting kids specifically. Um, you guys hear about the New York high school that's going to start using facial recognition to enforce stuff for kids? This is so fucking Fuck funny. They're pretending to be like the cops or some shit. And they're, and then like um, in the article saying, uh, oh, uh, we're going to see uh, who those students interact with, uh, where they were prior to the incident, what? when they were after the incident. Like, you guys aren't Jesus. so fucking NSA, man. Like, whoa, yeah, right? John didn't hand, Johnny didn't hand in his homework. Let's go pull in his friends like we're the oh, fucking well, KGB. Come on now, I haven't handed in homework since fucking grade two. Still on grade three, guys. Like, all right, wait. Let, let's, uh, let's do this in reverse so that we don't incriminate ourselves. Who didn't hack their high school? Who didn't? <clears throat> Who didn't what? Who did not hack their high school? I'm gonna go on mute. <laughs> <laughs> right. That ends the show for tonight. Uh, so let's say all this shit gets set up, right? Let's say that there is some miners who have a little bit too much knowledge about how to access tools that are out there, right? Now, how how badly can this go? Like, what if a student does something they don't want other people to know about, yet some little, like, guy who gets, you know, maybe maybe it's the typical case, you know, or, or the uh, stereotypical case, I should say, of the, the bully kid. The, the kid who gets bullied is the computer hacker, right? Um, and now he has all this dirt on, like, hundreds of his classmates. <laughs> like, is this not a very... He's going to zine his classmates? or is, Yeah, zine, right? Yeah, he's gonna see his melting pot of like explosive materials with the in the mind of children, right? That's run by people who do stuff for schools, which are never good anyway. Holy shit! Like, just the bullies and gay or some shit. <laughs> I think I think that we should incorporate this more into our our chats here, where we do a what's the worst that can happen and just talk rationally about something because <laughs> i feel like a lot of people don't do this kind of thing i mean they, they might say oh you have truancy oh you have bullying oh you have this that and the other thing you know this is the end all be all solution like the people get sold onto this i mean they're used, this is an experiment if this goes well this pilot program here goes well this can be implemented in other schools and if they're if they have any sort of measurable success in this whole thing this will be something that other schools will want to replicate especially problem area schools supposedly and, and schools with you know different issues instead of actually doing valuable things like supporting you know after school programs guidance and stuff that we talk about later you know actual things that would help kids just yeah. instead just having them live in this horrible like cyberpunk like you know just, reality 
also let's the article says the program will cost 1.4 million dollars in state money <laughs> yeah. the New York oh my god so let's yeah say, so, what can so, we spend 1.4 million dollars on that's not policing your children with fucking face scanning it's actually cameras it's actually literally just policing your children at 24 7. So yeah, is this, like, uh, are we talking about a school where there's like stabbings and metal detectors and shit like that? Or are we talking about like, you know, a pretty I mean, it's in New York, so New it's York probably City, pretty bad. So. Yeah, I mean, but, but like, clearly really, the, the daily really stabbing extra. Uh, I don't, I don't exactly know where this is, but I mean, re- regardless of it, I think that this is just not accepted. Yeah, like if, if it was like the worst school in America, if they were to have this weird sort of like facial recognition thing with 60 days of video memory, and you could just load a student's photo into the system and track where they moved around the school in the past 60 days. I mean, that's not something that's like useful to anybody. Also, yeah, like, weird like resource officers that just want to like pretend to be like badass cops that are going to catch little kids smoking. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? I love it too. It's going to get fucking owned. Like, go ahead and deploy that shit. It's getting owned by one of your no, students. this is going to turn out so badly, because it literally says in the article that um, these facial recognition systems have, have a failure rate of 99.7%. Wait, and, a uh, failure rate of 99? <laughs> oh shit, that's basically me. Yeah, so like, uh, this is just going to end up with a bunch of black kids getting arrested, and uh, oh my God. garbage <laughs> fire of a situation well, all over. This is have a look as actually... Well. Like a thing because I don't know if you guys know, but there is this um, thing in schools. It's called in loco parentis, where schools have like are obligated to act in the place of parents. So they have legal responsibilities, like if yep. like to act as parents. Yeah, that's why they're allowed to search your lockers and stuff. Um, a couple years ago, uh, I got asked to oh, yeah. I got asked to decrypt my MacBook and I'd do it, and that's how I got expelled. So, you didn't have um, a second user account. Uh, Sorry, no. I did not. Pro tip: so Did they know chat. how to use uh, Arch, or did they? No, problems? they didn't. So like, they would have opened it, and it would have been like fucking i three window, I, the i three window manager. So like, good nice. fucking luck, man. So, like, there's already some talk in the chat. 90% false positives on the UK police facial recognition as it is. And, yeah, we talked about London last week or whatever. But I posted a screenshot in the Twitch chat as well, which is in the article, where if you have a look at the, the arguments that are in this thing, it's got, like, the user ID, the password, and their Apple ID. What the fuck? Well, yeah, like, yeah, that link is so bad. bad. Those guys are, yeah, that's, I'm going to go ahead and assume. Next to each other. This is like putting, putting, uh, what's it called? Fertilizer and some other bad things together and, and, and closing the pipe. That's what this is. Yeah. Keep exposing them. That's what I say. Fuck it. Keep exposing them, dumping them, like dumping kids text though. Maybe don't do that. Let's have a little fucking common sense. But expose all this shit. Dump it. I mean, if if they end up, like, logging all my texts, they're going to have a lot of illegal pictures they shouldn't, you know? (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. And so (laughs) this company probably did, unless they intentionally didn't collect photos. 
Um, but yes, yeah, so you got to imagine they do. So like two kids, right? Two say two two minors, and they Snapchat each other nudes or whatever, right? Oh, this yeah. is not an uncommon scenario. Jail. Those. No, yeah, Romeo, yeah, Romeo and Juliet law applies now. I think. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think now you know, like the Romeo and Juliet laws, where like the age of consent can be like uh, different if you know, like it's a 14 year old and a 16 year old. Like obviously, it's not statutory rape because they're both kids. Like there's yeah. a there's a there's an area there's like an area of time that's allowed. I think that also applies to Snapchat or like whatever like instant messaging now in some places. I'm not sure. Well, does it apply? I know to, it's to different from state to state. Hey, that's a good idea. Um, so now moving out of the kids' territory, um, this is something I thought was interesting for the next um, thing on our list here. So there's a new sort of uh, there's an LPR, like a license plate reader upgrade for some software that's being used that can. ID like not just license plates or even car models, but specific attributes of cars. So like bumper stickers or decals or spare tires that might be on your car, or dent or a bump, um, or you're like even like the the rack on top of your of your car for your bike or whatever. It it can log all of that data and use that to determine like where somebody's going based on the unique. Uh, your appearance of a car, you know, because not every car is going to look exactly the same off the floor, you know, um, which is really interesting. I don't know, just adding way more metrics to this sort of stuff for an already really heavily surveilled area, just a road. Mm, Facial mean, recognition for your car. Pretty much. <laughs> Give one ding out of place. I mean, the cameras now are, are high definition enough and cheap enough where you could definitely do that. I mean, you see dash cam footage sometimes, you're like looking cinematic sometimes. You're like, who like shot this, you know, fender bender and some guy like flipping somebody else off. Like and you can see like the ring on his finger. Like, I don't know. Weird stuff I like wonder that. if there are gaps in that recognition. Like what, what if I bought and drove the most intentionally bland car possible? Like there's just no identifying marks. It's like a black 2008 Honda Civic. Like, but that in itself is the same as everything else. Because not everything looks exactly the same, you know? I recall uh, Snap. Did Facebook sell this to them? Maybe. I, I recall Snare had a, had a mask that he would put on, had, that he put on a couple of times that was like really warped that would defeat facial recognition. Like maybe you just need to smash your car up in a certain I'm going to, I'm literally <laughs> posting a picture right now on Twitter of uh, my license plate cover that I used to have in states that had cameras. It's great. It's like we should sell a camo for cars. I mean, just fish like recognition defeating camo paint. Yeah, we've been talking to people about adversarial neural networks that we were going to before of how to actually defeat those kind of things. But for another topic in another week. So when they detect the car, they're like, "Oh, okay, this car's being detected as the individual known as Carla." <laughs> interesting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, so this is the last one for our surveillance thing because these are pretty much all about surveillance this is like the way what could go wrong in the future um, <clears throat> Amazon pushes facial recognition to police <laughs> well it's over, I feel boy. like 
I feel like we've just been circling this this toilet for for weeks <laughs> with Amazon yeah. and their and their video cameras, and now it's, <laughs> the headlines have gotten like less and less like suggestive. Yeah. <laughs> now it's no, just I mean all your information week, cops. We were talking about you know the the whole law enforcement thing with the ring, um, you know cameras on your front door, and then you know, all these other sort of weird facial recognition things. I mean, we have Amazon who has been perfecting this sort of stuff of really, really, you know, scalable, easy to use things that people can use to, you know, any kind of facial recognition, any kind of, you know, on the flight data processing like this. I mean, you could probably in the same way with that stuff in the school works, you know, instead of being just at school, this is everywhere. And so... I mean, Amazon has enough money to also make this pretty ubiquitous and pretty cheap and be the only game in town for it, which is also very scary as well. So I think um, if we look at what's happened with China, we we talked about China a few weeks ago and uh, people getting facial recognition shamed for jaywalking and shit like that. Um, We're basically just following what we've already seen and we've already seen that that's really fucking terrible. So how long is like what's the gap between where we are now and where China is now? Like it'd be interesting to see. Like, are we going to go straight down that? You know, you can't get into university because you shoplifted one time, which or you didn't lift. buy Amazon Prime. Do you remember when Germany Germany was doing that with the cameras and all the citizens were going down the street just busting the cameras up? I didn't really want that. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, Germany. Keep rebelling. They'll eventually give in. Usually. No, Germany rebelled one time. It turned out pretty bad for the rest yeah. of the world. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Maybe not. We won't use Germany as an example. Bad example. They've changed. They've changed. Well, we I, I, for one, welcome our new overlord, Jeff. I think he's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, all this stuff put together is is, you know, pretty... It's like, I would say that I'm shocked, but at the same time, it just we get more and more stuff like this, and it just has normalized this sort of thing, and it's just going to keep happening more and more and more. And I don't really know what the end, end is actually going to be. As an upside, masks are becoming really popular as fashion accessories. Um, yeah, you just look cool in them. Also, you can defeat the police state. What is this? A mask. Oh, okay. I mean, that's interesting. Just wear it everywhere. <laughs> I, I carry a ski mask all the time because lol. Because uh, <laughs> part of my hacking reference. Yeah, dude. Like, there's one. There's at least one. At least one in my bag all the time. But um, <laughs> I mean, that's the only. I need my tools. Wear when you hack, right? I need my tools. My duct tape. My rope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but um. What do you need a knife that big well, for? Like, what the hell? Like the way the way <laughs> it, that you it's walk a dildo. and stuff like that. You know. There's other ways to track you other than your face. We did, they're just not really doing it yet, you know? Well, I'll just roll around in a wheelchair. Fuck the man. Yeah, haven't you guys <laughs> seen the, the Punisher where he, they have gate recognition? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in the Punisher. What, what do they have? Gate recognition? Uh, yeah, like, walk, <laughs> the way you walk, your your gate. That is a brilliant name for it. Homosexual just by walking. That guy walks gay, man. <laughs> Moose knuckle recognition? <laughs> what do you guys want to admit? That was actually from Futurama about like 15 years ago. 
Yeah, I know. It's going to get weirder and weirder. So, okay, for the last topic of the day, um, I wanted to bring up something actually Sam Houston here brought up to us, which I'll post again in our chat, is kind of expected, I guess. So apparently Trump um, does not do any of his phone security measures that are um, suggested to him because they're too inconvenient. So they're just like us, you know, stars. They mm-hmm. So he, he apparently um, hasn't uh, been changing out his phone or doing it. I mean, there was the issue with that before with the um, the Samsung that he had, right? He had a really old Samsung. Yeah, like he was using an old Samsung for his tweeting and whatnot. I'm but surprised I guess... he wasn't using a Nokia. Yeah. <laughs> or a sidekick. <laughs> it would be great for tweeting. Jesus, sidekick. There's a new model being worked on. I saw it the other day. Great. Oh my god. So Wait. so yeah, with Trump, he's got he's got two iPhones. One is his essentially his burner that he can only yeah his can only make calls, and then the other one, literally the only thing it can do is use Twitter. And apparently go to like a few news sites, um, but and that's the one that he's not changing out. He's supposed to change it out once a month, um, but apparently he refuses to do that because it's too inconvenient. And he um, he maybe does it like every five months. I guess to be I, fair, I that does sound pretty fucking inconvenient. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, you know, I'm... you're the leader of the quote free world, supposedly. So okay, you have you have two phones. That's and also inconvenient. One of them only <laughs> uses Twitter, right? Only uses Twitter, and so you have That's two phones that you are able to use. So you can you still have a phone to make business calls with, as you do, or you can use a computer. And so it's like getting your phone synced, backed up, cleaned off, and put back on a new phone doesn't take very long, especially if you're the president. That's what I was wondering. You know, I, you know what like, he's doing is especially it's if it's got... just Twitter. It's yeah, probably got every website blocked, right? And so if you ever go into restrictions and block all sites, you can get through it by clicking allow site. And he probably has to click allow site on like 80 different porn sites and whatever the <laughs> fuck. Uh, fucking so, so that's prison planet. Too much of a pain uh, in the Russian ass. Wife, white Russian wife finder.com. <laughs> right. He's got to awesome. find a new one. Um, yeah. But I mean, so I'm guess... kind of surprised he's not using a fishbowl. Which is like the architecture uh, developed by the NSA, and it's supposed to be for all like you know top secret, super secret, offset government stuff. Didn't he actually call Obama out for using that? What the fuck? I think he did in a tweet. Maybe I'm fucking. Well, he he um he always used to talk shit about how Hillary used to have all these phones that she would smash with hammers and all this kind of stuff, and how he thought <laughs> oh, that was like nuts. <laughs> She's smart. I don't know why everybody dogs her, man. She was fucking OG and everything. She fucking bleach bitted her server. She's like, fuck no, you ain't getting that. So I guess Gosh, I wonder. A digital gangster. So yeah, I, she's... my question for you guys on this topic, because I was kind of getting in like a Twitter spat with people yesterday about it, is um, so instantly the reaction to this was like, oh my God, Trump's an idiot because he uses insecure phones. But I question for you guys who know a lot more about this than I do. Is he actually being like hella insecure by not changing out this iPhone every month? Like what is your take on that? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. definitely. So I think one of the things is he's using an iPhone, right? So now you look at the technology in the iPhone, 
you've got you know the GPS, the accelerometer. You've got the, there's been um, motors on. Yeah, you've got you've got um, uh, you've papers got on people typing with one hand. You got jailbreaks that people are paying a million for. You know, yeah, like yeah. that are un Wait a second. detectable. Didn't didn't somebody uh, say that the modern iPhones are more secure than the lockdown hardware that Obama was using? I mean, I can't validate that, but I think somebody close Don to Mose, that actually yeah, yeah. said Don, that. Don Mose said that but, today. So Interesting. Who did? Think about yes. Think about this though. So if you are an iOS um, security researcher, or just some plain old bad guy with a lot of money, if there is a single single backdoor that you can possibly implement any single hack that you can possibly do on an iPhone. And let's say you have a bit of, you, have to, you know, obviously attacks take time, especially if you're doing something as complicated as trying to spear fish, you know, Trump. Um, if you were doing something like that, you are going to have to rely on probably a lot of older libraries that might be on there, a lot of older software. And if you have, a designated you have the nsa you have literally the people who are able to secure this kind of thing to give you the most secure phone possible why would you not not go on twitter for an hour to be able to have you know not be hacked why? like literally it's no, just like no. everybody's trying to do that it's just why insane. does nobody just take you know his you... phone in the middle of the night and just do it dude like, you know how many times that's probably happened now like, let's be so, serious. That's probably happened at least 20 times. Like, while but, he's eating McDonald's, just yeah. get out of his hand. We've uh, talked I think, about I think the best before. thing There's would be to play, like, 4D chess with him uh, once you have access to his phone. Just, like, I don't know, like, put on some, like, new, like, just unblock some new sites or whatever, so it just pops up more at influence. Redirect. Yeah, just yeah, redirect Breitbart or something. Yeah. Do you guys remember um, <laughs> Mr. Robot? That was the episode where Tyrell, like, Fucks a guy just so he can like uh, Rudy's phone. Well, let's be honest. He had some. Yeah, that, that was. Oh my yeah. Favorite. But anyways, uh, yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I mean, so that, that is that, that is a test from the Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, 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 you're right. Well, like, People will go to so, links. Sat phones. Sorry, so I was just gonna say like sat phones versus like regular. Um, 4G phones like the or that you have with with iPhone as well. Like we just talked about all these different ways to like trilaterate. Now we remember the word the position of the phones. Like why would they not? Like it's the fucking military. They obviously have their own communications network. Why is the president not on some other fucking network? You know, like why, they, why is he not using I mean, technology? Uh, well, I hate just sounding like the anti-Trump guy, but dude, he's really kind of fucking dumb, and you gotta wonder. This is this is conspiracy territory, I'll admit. But if you're purposely using fucking Android phones that are completely insecure for the first half of your uh, first year, and then you switch to iPhones and you, you start using them recklessly, at what point are you intentionally leaving fucking doors open? Russia. Yes. Russia. Well, that's what... Ah. Yeah, he, well, I guess... So that's part of this story is like... The phone that he has that is his calling-only phone, it does have the camera um, enabled, and it does have the microphone enabled, so people were talking about the security implications of that. But he's also, yeah, but he's also just, like, well-known for just, like, randomly calling up his homies. Like, literally every single night he calls um, Sean Hannity from Fox News to, like, bullshit for a while. 
So like, I think you guys are <laughs> joking that maybe he calls Russia. I mean, I have no idea. But like, he is known for just randomly calling up his homies and bullshitting. That's like his main way of just passing the time at night. It's like watching news Bullshit. and bullshitting on his phone. So think about that, right? So he he texts his homies on the rag, right? His homies, we know to include like Alex Jones and shit. And like, we know a few high profile people just that come to mind that he shoots the shit with regularly. How hard does it, how hard is it to own them first and then pivot to the president of the fucking United States of America? Like, it doesn't seem like it's that hard. hard. They're they're all people with no understanding of technology. He's ringing up Vlad and he's going, hey, Vlad, I totally grabbed her on the pussy. Like, <laughs> straight away, that's a link between two world leaders. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, to three-way? Is that... <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's not, um... Like, the prison, people that he calls are not, like, looking. Yeah, yeah they, ha- they have uh, party lines for presidents. Well, so he has he has two lines, I guess. Like the one is a blocked phone number, and the other one is um is a DC area code that you can actually see, and his number changes regularly. That was one of the other details in this Politico article. That's probably what he doesn't like then, because his phone book probably doesn't get synced. Yeah. Well, wow. boohoo for him. <laughs> this is all. <laughs> Lovely, lovely stuff. Yeah, it's like he signed up for this when he became the president, right? <laughs> it's guy. debatable if he actually wanted to become president. Well, I mean, like I said before, it seems like that job's pretty fucking inconvenient in general. So, yeah, I think that's what he's learning. All right, so, so I think he's having fun with it. He's having a good time. What is our uh, next topic? So the next topic is actually going to be the topic of the week, which is what everybody's been waiting for, mental health. Oh. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a lot to talk about on this. And I think that instead of trying to direct it in any big way, we can sort of just go over the, the little outline that I put into the show notes um, and just kind of talk about, you know, how each of these little things affects people like us and then towards the end and throughout we can talk about the sort of mitigations for this kind of stuff and resources that you guys might have um so as we said before we really want to have it be a thing we're not going to just start like judging each other super bad or making each other feel bad for experiencing something because a lot of us have experienced a lot of weird things and you know we might not even want to share the whole circumstances for it but just be respectful of each other as we're talking about this stuff and just you know obviously we're friends so yeah and so to that point you i think you know laughing and stuff like that it's cool like we're all friends here we're not like we're not laughing at you we're laughing at the situation and the absurdity of it mm-hmm, probably exactly. something like that yeah and i mean also some people uh, i do it sometimes too if i get nervous or anxious about something i might start laughing about something too so but everybody just be respectful we don't have to be you know, stringent about everything because we're obviously this is hard chats you know talking about heavy stuff sometimes but yeah so we'll yeah let's just get into it so i mean overall we it's a mental mental health is not the most talked about thing all the time but i mean my i'll just put it out there my background i've studied 
behavioral psychology and I'm very into just the whole scheme of all this. Um, and I used to work with um, people as a social worker and as a therapist, do therapy activities. And so in all that, you know, there's, there's a lot of the things that I used to see in people that I would talk to that I see a lot of the time in people that I talk to, you know, all over the place. And you start to notice the sort of trends and things that, that um, are the ways that people approach situations in certain social groups. And as I've gotten more involved in this whole community, I've seen a lot of the ways that, you know, the reasons why people are drawn to things like computers and hardware and breaking into stuff and, you know, defacing websites and doing whatever, you know, they all come from a lot of, you know, deeper places that we might not always realize. And so I, I really, you know, I, I wanted to do this, this topic, ZLZ, which I hope you can join soon. I brought it up, but this is actually something oh, okay. that I did want to do at some point because there's a lot of big things that I know that are issues that affect people who are involved with InfoSec and computers and all that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we can go through the, the topic list, but I guess uh, the first one on the topic here is, is like the whole work-life balance. But I mean, you might not, you don't have you, to be a person who does a, uh, hey, what? You, I, I had a question. Um, so yeah. just kind of on the same theme as uh, somebody asked earlier, uh, have you hacked your school? Speak up. I, I kind of think that question could be just put out right now. Does, does, is there anybody here that feels like they're just completely well-adjusted and has no issues <laughs> yeah. whatsoever? <laughs> I am, I would say uh, absolutely not on me. <laughs> Well, no, you don't have to say that, but thank you for that. Well, um, my issues are more situational. Uh, when I was first growing up, I didn't—I thought I was invincible, but soon that turned out to be not true. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good one, actually. That's a good, uh, that's a good little subtopic. Cool. Well, I just wanted to, and I guess, if anything, just make a point that um, I think... Generally speaking, in InfoSec and hacking, um, we all face some kind of mental health issues, whether or not they're longstanding or permanent. That doesn't matter. It, the point is that it's something that afflicts us all, like literally everybody on the planet. But it seems to affect the InfoSec and hacking community quite a bit. Yeah, I think you definitely don't get to like this kind of place and settle on this as an interest. Uh, I guess it's kind of a sweeping generalization, but I think it does. The field in general attracts people. Um, I, I think like, like a lot of it has to do with uh, social isolation. And uh, I guess like, you know, um, the feeling of invincibility that you get. Yeah. I think there's a few things that come out over time as well, being in InfoSec. Um, basically, your view when you're working as either a pen tester or in application security or whatever, in security, you're always looking for the worst scenario. You're looking for the worst mm -hmm. things that can be always manipulated into. Like, there's all this manipulation talk. There's this, like, all these different things. And when you're always being that cynical jerk, you know, that's obviously, you're always, that's always negativity that you bring into your life. And that's your job. You're paid to do that. Um, yeah, but you're also you paid that, to bring actual manipulation into your world too. You know what I mean? Right, like yeah. you're literally subjected to it 
so it's it's this weird line one thing i wanted to point out real quick by the way um is i think there's really two very distinct viewpoints on this stuff on all the topics and it's going to be infosec professionals versus uh uh basement hacker kind of types that are doing it for fun so uh, yep. that might be a good divergence to just get on for a few minutes on each one it's also yeah. worth pointing out that the uh, field itself isn't the entirety of some of this. I think just statistically, uh, this field does attract more people who are neurodivergent. They, they don't line up with the norm. And yeah. neurodivergence statistically are more predisposed to these types of issues. So regardless of the actual work, I think there's just that statistical overlap. What are you calling me out? <laughs> so what he's trying to say is the island of misfit toys usually like to hang around and hack shit is that what you're trying to say yeah yeah, yeah. I, like I will say like every hacker that i've ever encountered um does like to you know line up their toys you know they line up their bits from smallest to largest isn't that a Shit, stop doxing me man <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I was going to say. I saw, I've seen a lot of the same sort of stuff, and I, I know that we all can kind of agree on on a lot of the same things, whether or not you're some sort of, you know, infosec professional with a bunch of letters behind your name or just somebody who does this kind of stuff for fun. I mean, everybody here gets pretty deep into their own work, which I know is a huge thing that we can all say. I mean, how many of you regularly stay up until like four in the morning to do <clears throat> X, Y, and Z, um, or end up, you know, passing out on the computer or, um, you know, passing out watching a video or coding or doing something like everybody here gets really, really deep into stuff. And it's hard to balance that. And I think that that's like a huge thing that I see with a lot of us. And I don't know if you guys have anything to say on that. Yeah, that, that's... You know, when you're knee deep in a problem that's that you want you want to solve, and you have to solve it, whether it be to prove it to yourself, whether it be to you know, whether you're having a skid war because that's the kind of you know environment you're in or whatever, there's definitely that level of obsession that I like. I have to crack this problem. I have to. I need the solution. I will get so the solution. In ADD land, that's called uh, hyperfocus. Yes. Yeah. yeah but I mean, so I've been tested for adult ADHD, right? And I actually did, I don't have it. Um, that's not an issue, but I was okay. tested just to be as a thing. And um, basically the result was that I'm a child of the internet. I grew up on the internet and instant gratification is something that I'm used to. And that that's not ADHD. That's not any, it's just <laughs> yeah. regular like environmental shit, right? Live in 140 characters. Like... <laughs> yeah. Hello. I think it would be interesting survey of the prevalence of, I guess, autism or ADD in the infosec community. Because, yeah, of... like a real scientific one, though, right? Because everybody likes to self-diagnose with the Wikipedia article, and then all of a sudden they're certified Aspergers, they're certified autists. Yeah, make, make <laughs> them submit their medical records. Um, well, not, maybe not necessarily that, but have somebody <laughs> conduct an actual medical survey, you know, have somebody do it right. Because I think there's, it is there's a, a thing that's definitely in the community, you know? I, I wonder how much of a problem there is in terms of the diagnosing aspect. So a lot of us 
from the general privacy and outsec aspect, uh, I feel there are going to be individuals who do not want to go and get an official record. <laughs> um, even though in theory that's supposed to be private, there are plenty of legal situations, um, criminal situations where that record can be pulled back up. So how many that's people are point. not getting diagnosed or treated simply because of their own existing paranoia about that? Yeah, I'm not. I, mean, I can be honest. I can be very, very honest about that. I am actively fucking worried of actually seeking care right now, just because of that. Same yep. here. Actively uh, not seeking care because of potential repercussions. Absolutely. So, paranoia is something we just brought up, which is it's it's a strange topic in in regards to this because you see, as a infosec professional or hacker, or whatever, you see what zero days are how they're used who uses them um how complex convoluted and sometimes uh you know how silent they are like how much they hide themselves you see all this shit going down so you know that it's not fiction you know that in in many scenarios like you really need to when you're getting if you're getting paranoid about something you really need to step through it and be like should i really be paranoid about this or is this just too much shit that i know if you yep. can, though, that's the thing is being able to being able to do thought stopping, which is another uh, cognitive behavioral term. It's it's the act of recognizing a pattern of thought and putting a stop to it and analyzing why you're thinking these thoughts. That's a really hard thing to do in the moment if you're if you're lost on a on a weird adventure. <laughs> Yeah, Adventure is not the right hole. thing, but you know, yeah, rabbit hole maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, at analyzing the situation you're in and seeing if it warrants the uh, the level of scrutiny and the level of obsession you're giving over it. Um, that's that's really key to not losing your shit. Um, at least from personal uh, experience. Hey, Hello. I have a question. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Hello, hello. I have a question. Is... So about the uh, Asperger's thing, I'm more interested in Asperger's than the ASPD in the hacker community. I'm not a hacker, obviously. Female. Like, Sintani, not Sintani, get the fuck what? out of here. Either a female hacker <laughs> or Sintani, not a hacker. But, 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 no, 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 I have, an, I have a genuine question. Give me a chance, man. Uh, for, and this is directed for anyone that thinks you might have Asperger's. Uh, did you ever have hearing problems or do any of you, I guess, that have found that you're more successful in this field? Do you have problems or have you had problems hearing? I, like, I are you one to is it focused say, what did you auditory? say? Comprehension. Um, there's, a, there's a huge yeah, I was correlation. Say comprehension. No, like, no, no, not so much oh, comprehension, but actual, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of research being done in um, Asperger's and, and hearing deficiencies in the auditory cortex in younger years. That's amazing. And that's what results in people having those social problems. So what happens, and the reason why I'm more interested in it is because what happens is your brain develops and then it puts all its activity away from the social because your brain adapts and then you get super, super like complex brains at certain things like big numbers and concepts 
Like the best hacker, the smartest guy I know, Asperger's. Like you, you all know who he is, but I don't know if he's come out with it. Like that he has Asperger's, so I'm not gonna name so, him. It, you bring up There's good points, and it's kind of interesting. Is it is it a symptom or is it a? It's uh, the cause. cause it's, it's believed to be the cause. Because... I would just like to point out that Dan does have hearing problems. He listens to music really loud. Yeah, he has fucking tinnitus. <laughs> So there's a good yeah. book about this. Um, it's called uh, uh, fuck. Let me. It's a book by Norman Deutsch. Uh, basically, it's about um, the brain and how it heals itself. And then there's a section about uh, the correlation between ADHD, dyslexia, uh, uh, ASD, whatever, and hearing problems. And yeah, uh, I think yeah, they they proved that they were actually able to uh, reduce the symptoms or even you know make. Uh, the disorder almost go away altogether yeah, by yeah, addressing those hearing problems first. Yeah, <laughs> Nina weird. Cross is heading the research. I met her in college, and that's where... I Does she have any papers it, but... or anything that you can point yeah, to? So, yeah, it's actually really, really interesting. And one of the things I hate about neuro is, like, there's things like this where it's, like, overwhelmingly obvious that it's a deficiency in the auditory cortex, like, at least to me or... Nina Cross or the people looking into it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Because have you ever heard of like a ghost arm? When someone has like their arm cut off and they can still feel it? Phantom pain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Phantom, phantom limbs. So it's that same thing that yeah. your brain loses something. And so it takes on what is next to it. It sort of, you have to use all of that gray matter. But when you lose the ability for one thing, whether that's damage in the ear or damage in the auditory cortex, what ends up happening is they push all that activity from the social into numbers. Because when you're going through school and your teacher says something and you don't hear it and everyone around you laughs, you look around you and you realize, oh my gosh, everyone's laughing. I don't understand what's funny. Yeah, it's, so like, it's like how... Is, um, that's how it develops. Like how, blind, how blind people can navigate a room by sound. Similar concept, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, I just Some posted a link. Oh yeah, show this um, yeah, so about a girl who had literally had to have half of her brain, like one hemisphere of her brain removed and like about neuroplasticity and how yeah. she was able to lead a completely like normal life, basically, uh, by with like, half having, half, with having half of her brain, her brain actually like has reprogrammed itself to use all of the space available in the one half of the brain that she had. Uh, in order to, like, lead a normal life and be able to walk and all this kind of stuff. Interesting. Yeah, that's one of the things that I was going to say before. Neuroplasticity <laughs> definitely plays a huge role in a lot of this because it's it's just the ability for your brain to, re to remap itself. So there's, you know, as people grow up and develop or, you know, as we, let's say you don't grow up with a lot of, of um, you know, social exposure, then your brain will use up those those extra cycles that you aren't using that you would normally do to think about your friends and your crush or whatever, and instead think about something like electronics or you know what's going on in you know a CPU or how come the you know what is happening on the internet like all those different things that you would normally you know not, it doesn't have to be normal but I mean just things that a regular existence I guess would entail I feel like a lot of people that are hackers end up becoming, you know, much more in tune with some very, very specific knowledge and then completely missing the boat on things like social skills and 
healthy coping yeah. skills and things like that. I think it's interesting too, because it's not it's not always <laughs> like the same things that cause people to choose hacking, but you should choose it. Um, but like things like, uh, um, oh man, I'm spacing at the wrong time right now. <laughs> but like uh, concussions, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, concussions can absolutely change like your your future if it's not treated properly and like it can rewire stuff maybe in a positive way maybe in a negative way um but no, definitely not you're actually on to a good topic there i remember you asked earlier if anyone had hacked their school the first person i thought of was three alarm it's got an iq of 147 extreme asperger's like extreme well, most of us hacked our high school just to play video games. Oh, he no, he hacked his college. He went to he got in <laughs> legal trouble for it. Oh, okay. Well, but, that sucks. But so I just I didn't want to say much. I just want to pop in. I want to say I think Asperger's is cool. I know it's like cringy or whatever on the internet, but it's fucking cool. If any of y'all are Asperger's, you're fucking lucky. Thanks for coming on. Than me, yeah, good out of you. Dude, that's it. I know y'all hate me. Okay, I'm education. gone. I don't hate you. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great. Thanks, Zintani. Yeah, She's it, it's hard to sometimes talk about this kind of stuff. So you know, but we're we're all here. If anybody does want to come on and say a thing about that, because it it is difficult, especially if you do have challenges like that with social things, social anxiety, talking in public. You know, I think this has been a really good thing for a lot of us here who might be a bit more shy as well to come out of our shell and talk about things. So we welcome that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, um, no, the the whole Asperger's and, and autism thing is a huge thing that is part of this. But I think that um, the other thing that we were kind of touching on a little bit um, for as far as like brain remapping and learning, you know, new skills and things was the whole isolation aspect of it, which I think is a byproduct of a lot of other things. Now, does anybody here, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely tend to isolate myself a lot, even though, you know, I, I, I'm in a relationship. It's nice. I'm able to talk to friends and stuff, but I, I tend to, you know, become isolated as a result of me being super obsessed and hyper-focused about something. What about you guys? I can say that I'm I'm pretty introverted. I mean, I actually like hanging out with people. I love people. Actually, I love talking to them all the time, but I just get really tired of doing it, so... I was trying to kind of use this as an escape, more or less. So, like, I, um, again, like, I've been working from home for many years now, and um, not going to an office and not having a social interaction with, uh, like, most of the people I interact with are other hackers, whether they're, like, mostly professionals. So if I can be fucked to actually leave the house and go to the pub, everyone that I'm there sitting with is in InfoSec and we're all talking about InfoSec shit. If I end up at a at like a con, it's always like a security con. Anything else like making small talk with like people is like I can do it, but it's really draining. You know what I mean? Like when someone's like telling you about their kids and shit, and you kind of like, uh, yeah, kids, like whatever. Like sometimes when um, it's funny because Craze talks about his kids, and I love that shit because he's like, they pissed all over me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, now they are pooping. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there's pooping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely like, um, again, and I mean, there's so many things to talk about on the subject. 
Yeah, I was saying earlier, uh, our first 12 episodes, honestly, they feel like a framework for something that we can revisit other subtopics of over and over and over again, because this is massive. I mean, you think mental health, just generally speaking, is massive, but even just the small pieces that we see every day, they're huge. They are. And there's some, some other things as well uh, uh, in the scene, which sort of cross over between both the blackout world and the whiteout world in, in different ways is uh, pressure. So sometimes I'm going to imagine myself as a blackout right now. And, um, you know, I'm uh, say that I'm attempting to penetrate a system. I'm trying to be quiet. I'm trying to be a ninja. I'm not just end mapping their whole range. And, you know, I've, I've just discovered some vulnerabilities and there's always that kind of, um, have I been detected? Will, will I be noticed? You know, there's like this, as you go through the process of trying to, 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 to penetrate a system, there's the worry of being caught. Whereas unlike when you're um, a white hat, like you can just run Nessus, you can run and metasploit the shit out of whatever, like no one's going to say anything, right? So there's the, there's the contrast there, but where it aligns is in the Pentest world, after you've written up, um, well, in the White Hat world, I should say, after you've written up, you've got scope, you've got a time frame, um, you know you have a report to write at the end, and you get that similar, it's, it's a similar kind of pressure where you've got this timer ticking down on you um, to get the, the job complete, to get the hack complete. And I think that maybe, well, that, that might not, be a direct effect on somebody's, um, you know, mental um, state. Like, you know, that might not be the thing that pushes them over the edge, but again, that could definitely be like, if they're already prone to maybe some of these other things we've spoken about, like that pressure never helps anyone, you know, in any industry. Nope. Never does. I mean, there's, there's other things that are attached to it too. Sorry, Shell. Um, okay. Like imposter syndrome. Like you start thinking, mm -hmm. oh shit, I'm gonna fuck this engagement up. Everybody's gonna be like, why did he miss these things? So there's it compounds, right? Like all these subtopics that we have to talk about, they all, they all are kind of an echo chamber almost. Yeah, and it's like it, the kind of brings to light like one of the things about um, Infosec and a lot, you know, kind of what we do is it is combative in nature, right? It's um, there's always going to be like kind of a winner or a, a loser kind of on either side, whatever side you are. And it's people are actively trying to um, outdo you. And so it's very much you versus like another human on the other line, like on the other end. Um, you should learn to call draws more often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's eliminate Wait. this fucking stress. So the end of the movie Hackers, where they go on the date. Sorry if that's a spoiler. If anyone hasn't, nah, I'm just kidding. If you haven't seen it, get, get the fuck you out of here, motherfucker! I have never known. Okay. Who wore the dress? Who wore the dress? Who are better? No, I said who wore the dress. Yeah. Uh, but date, who wore it date better? Wore the dress. Yeah. What did she wear? What did the? Uh, what's her name? Oh my god. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yes, that's Angelina Jolie, Jesus. man. <laughs> I don't have memory problems. What memory problems? Who am I? <laughs> so what about the movie? What, what about the movie? What or, why'd you, you bring it up? Well, I mean, it was kind of a draw at the end. You know, they were against each other. They had this battle that was like a combative thing, and like like Shell was saying, they, like there's like 
They joined forces and fucking rocked it. Yep. Uh, but the, there's a lot of um, stuff as well. I mean, if you look at other parts of the industry that I guess that uh, I'm not privy to exactly, um, I guess you guys might not be privy to exactly. I don't really know, but um, there's a whole bunch of guys that work in forensics that that catch real criminals, right? People trafficking, um, uh, child abuse, like all that kind of stuff, you know, that's, that's, um, I guess that, that's all part of the infosec industry when they're using the internet. Right. Um, now like imagine your job was to go to work every day and have to look at that kind of heinous fucking like those pieces of shit type people who are facilitating this stuff and like gathering evidence, which would be, I don't know, video, photo, text logs, whatever of people talking about like some of the most heinous shit on the planet. You're going to um, need psychologists. Yeah. And I, I believe that, um, from what the, the little I know is that, uh, the people who work those jobs have mandatory counsel counseling. And I guess you, maybe you might know a little bit more in the, the public space about, um, the counseling that, that comes around with, um, having to work those kind of cases like, you know, um, but yeah, like, does, does it not fuck you up just being around, like having to be around that fucking crazy shit? Like the disgusting. You gotta think the stuff that they have to do with, they have to do with people that mess with child porn and all kinds of stuff. You gotta think that's gotta be really dark place to be, see that come home and then maybe not be talking about it, but it's still on your mind. Oh, dude, you gotta respect, to you gotta respect that a little bit. Those not guys only, going not to only... sleep at night, dude. Right. Not only are you seeing it and the evidence of it, but I've, I've talked to people who do this and they will have to be present in court to testify about this. And there are instances where if they fuck up data collection or the way they present it, that may be the one and only thing that lets the individual off. And imagine having to live with that fucking guilt. Man, that's so fucked up. Like they, they're like those people in my mind, are like, actual heroes helping people you know like it might be their job to do it or whatever but yep. they're they're saving other people literally at the cost of themselves you know yep that's fucking that's some the one that's actually the one area of the fbi that i i can admit i uh i have respect for i've known Absolutely. Form, yeah i've known former fbi agents that um that did that shit um, and it, I asked if they would do it again and they said they would because there were active situations where they saved kids right in the middle of really Jesus. terrible situations. And, uh, but it, you could tell there was, there's scars. Um, but you know, you get fucking idiots, like what's going on with malware tech and just, you get people that get echoed up loud that are, yep. uh, I don't know. It's, anyways, that's the one thing I do have respect for, for sure. I think Mamo Attack actually is probably a pretty funny case because my understanding is that he's actually having fun in America. Are you, like, he's while, like while thinking he about leave. going back to DEF CON. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely <laughs> making the best of the situation. Yeah, he is. Good for him, man. Whatever. That's cool. Yeah, I think uh, most people... I mean, I'd imagine that if you were put in that situation, you're being faced with all this stuff that you'd be just like freaking out all the time. But, um, 
I don't know. After I started seeing what they were talking about in court, Jesus, fuck. Well, he clearly wasn't drunk because he wasn't sweating. (laughs) On what fucking planet does that make sense? (laughs) I mean, he's obviously, you know, he's got issues with this, and it's certainly super stressful, but the, the timing within his life, young, single, hasn't seen the world a whole lot out of sight of where he grew up, and this gives him the opportunity so, so... I remember that time in my life, and yeah, being able to see things would be pretty cool, but stacked on with a fucking FBI investigation would be really fucking intense, especially when it's draining all my resources and savings and everything. Yeah. So now, we talked a bit about the different mental health issues. Do we want to talk about any sort of mitigations for this? Because there's, I mean, sometimes... In in like like really shallow advice, get a fucking therapist. Yeah, just (laughs) fuck up and get a therapist. The other aspect of it is um no, I mean that that's definitely one thing, but that a lot of people are, you know, can be very um apprehensive to getting a therapist because as we said before, I mean you when you grow into this sort of field, you know, you are less apt to want to share private information about yourself because you don't trust people. And so the lack of trust, the lack of the ability to connect with people, the lack of ability to even have the bandwidth to be able to give or receive any more information than you already have. If you're somebody who, you know, parses a lot of info all day or codes all day, you know, it's hard to get those kind of thoughts out there, but it's important to get them in order. Um, and so, I don't know, I mean, beyond a therapist, because that's an easy, you know, quick that, way to do it. Here, here's a good, good question to phrase that. Um, for people who are you know, going through something, when do, when, when is a trigger? When should they know that now is a good time to actually reach out? And once you've figured that out, how do you go about doing that? When so, you're conscious of it. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, cool. seriously, when you notice it, it's becoming a problem it really that's that's my metric for it so a problem some uh negatively impacting certain ways of your life in a measurable way or yeah or even just thinking about it like thinking about man why am i thinking this way or why why did i today spend the time on xyz like you know like it's a gut feel right would become antisocial and disappear and then come back a month later I, I always do that. <laughs> once you start hanging out on Hacker IRCs all day, then you re- and like you know, yeah. you're just sitting, there, <laughs> sitting around talking to skids and shit. You're like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I feel attacked. I feel attacked. <laughs> no, so, but, so um, then, how, sorry, how do you go about know. finding the the therapist or the help or whatever it is? Once you've kind of taken the the I don't know, the initial step of realizing you need to. I don't think there's like a therapist. Like I don't think I don't. Th- I think someone who's tra- a trained therapist probably might have trouble understanding some of the things we talked about. You know, like yep. Well, so here's the thing with, and, you know. with therapists, though, you have doctor-patient confidentiality. I think for the most part, you can you ask them obviously, and they tell you whether or not they do. You should. Um, and then yeah, I, you I mean, can you can fucking unload on them and blow their brains up with all this insanity that we deal with and uh you know you can kind of either watch their eyes melt 
or you can watch them give you good advice. I've seen both. So a, a good therapist and a good, you know, it doesn't have to be a therapist. It could just be a good friend. Um, is going to be somebody who's going to be able to identify the actual issue that is happening. Because, I mean, you might be able to say, you know, like, oh, I'm having this issue. I'm fighting with these guys and, the, you know, I might get raided or my friend got raided or my site got taken down or, you know, some blah, 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 blah whatever you have to do. Or, oh, I have to secure, you know, all this data that's getting, you know, exfiltrated by blah, blah, blah. All those things, when it comes down to it, a lot of the issues that you're having with those kind of things aren't necessarily the issues that you're presenting, you know, because you might be saying, oh, I'm having an issue fighting with skids on Twitter and I'm so stressed out because one of them's going to swap me next time I stream, blah, blah, blah. So those kind of things are, I mean, indicative of, of the circumstances that led you to these situations. And so a good therapist, a good person who's going to be an active listener is going to be able to point that out and say, hey, maybe you should get off Twitter or hey, Maybe you should hire more, try to get more people hired onto your team, or hey, maybe you should delegate your tasks better, or you know, the the little things that are actually important are going to be the things that you and whoever is helping you should be focusing on. Because at the end of the day, as abstract as our problems might seem, they all come down to a lot of more simple explanations and and things to actually fix them. Yeah, one thing I'll add on to that is a really good therapist. Uh will elicit your answer from you because you know the answer like at the end of the day from from my experiences talking to therapists throughout the years like you you eventually realize oh they're here to facilitate they're here to make a conversation happen um but you generally know what's what's up and it's just maybe talking through it that helps you get there I think yeah. as well, like some of the um, some of the problems that maybe really early on may not, uh, you know, manifest themselves until later. So like you might be under a lot of stress or something. And if like if you're uh, if you live alone or you have like a, a stranger housemate kind of thing, you just have like a, a roommate um, and you don't have some, like a lot of, you know, like we're talking about recluse, like people being recluses back in into the computer and and using their computer as their way of communicating and things like that. Like you may not notice that these uh, smaller things are beginning to manifest that are actually a larger problem that you haven't put two and two together yet. So like noticing it. Um, and, and yeah, I just think like maybe uh, like, are you more irritable? Are you ranting more on like, are you, are you ranting at skids that are just like literally bugs you could crush or maybe you're uh, drinking more like, you know, there's, I know that a lot of people uh, in InfoSec have gone down the path of substance abuse. Um, people have become, you know, heroin addicts, alcoholics, um, whatever. And it's taken time for them to see that. Um, and, you know, that, that was before they realized that maybe that the pressures of the pressure of InfoSec or whatever was actually what sort of, you know, drove that in. And by that time, it's a little too late, you know? Yeah, I think, um, that's another thing. It's like addiction issues and obsessive personalities um, are probably pretty prevalent. I would uh, go out to say, I'd go out on a limb and say. Yeah, I think you're totally, totally on something there. I know other people got uh, words on that. Yeah. Well, it's because, well, especially like you have like stuff like I know a lot of people who have. Um, 
abused like stimulants especially too right because it's well, just, right yeah yeah and so stimulants naturally cause lack of sleep a lack of sleep causes delusions yeah delusion just everything lack of sleep is the worst fucking thing you can do to yourself shadow spiders lots of shadow spiders shadow spiders oh yeah, yeah. that's right Shadows, uh, yes, uh, but I mean, so uh, we can we can all kind of say it um, without fear in our voices right now because it's not happening. I don't think unless anybody's been up for four days. No, I've been sleeping for like ever. <laughs> good sleep is good. No, but when it's yeah, it's better than not sleeping. Have you guys seen in my the, opinion? Uh... There's yes. a Netflix documentary called uh, Take Your Pills, and it's about Adderall in colleges and stuff. I did not like that. I have not. I okay, so basically it's like it paints the picture that every student in uh, the U.S. Is, is smashing Adderall to like get better scores, and there's this Adderall culture around it. And then it goes into high-pressure jobs such as day traders and um, – people working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks to, you know, on Adderall just to get ahead in their field. And I think um, it's a little bit different with, with hacking and infosec when, you know, you, you may be unemployed, but you really want to solve a problem. And maybe people like, you know, there's definitely people I've known that have turned to, you know, Adderall or nootropics or like what, whatever class of stimulant, like all the way down to, you know, straight up meth. You know, people have gone to meth because they want to be a better hacker. But it's like, dude, you're taking meth. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. like, well, it's like biohacking is just an extension of hacking, right? Right. Yeah. If, if you can get more out of yourself, if you can, like with the case of um, nootropics, like they're uh, marketed as, as smart drugs. Um, and I think Adderall was a little bit before that as well. Like, I think, I don't know, I think there's a there's a, a change in, in that at the moment. But um yeah, like, who doesn't want a smart drug specifically in this in in hacking? Like, if you could make if you could take a drug with no side effects that made you like uber smart, like that sounds amazing. Give me. So here's the th my take on Adderall though. Like the one thing that that a documentary got right, and by the way, I think that documentary sucked. By the way, I think they demonized Adderall for people that actually need it. Because like I I yeah. definitely take Adderall. I've taken it for over a decade. And I get tired if I take too much of it. Yes, it can keep you up in a good way too, but it it reacts differently with different people. Yeah. Um, but the one thing they did get right is, if you take Adderall, you think that you're doing better, but you're actually not. You're fucking, you're scatterbrained for a, a little bit when it kicks in. Like it doesn't actually, it creates a sense of well-being. It's kind of like booze makes you think that you're talking all eloquently Amazing. and you're actually just slurring you know hey so what about um what about so there's the trend with microdosing on hallucinogens like um lsd mushrooms like psilocybin yeah lsd psilocybin i can't even say it mushrooms psilocybin, um, psilocybin. there you go Them um yeah, so that that's so microdosing is a thing that uh, I guess is pretty big in Silicon Valley at the moment, but um, because of the way that most of those dosages are measured, I can just imagine offices of people just fucking <laughs> fired, like just accidentally being like, oh, there's like 
yeah, just that, wigging that out, bean like bag, <laughs> that, that bean bag in our sweet office is actually like some kind of giant fluffy skittle, and I'm gonna try and eat it. <laughs> Holy fuck, Jerry! I just went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror. I'm fucking dying. I'm fucking dying, dude. Our code base is melting. Like, how my much hand. code did you guys my run hand. today? Like zero. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I think that. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of of research into this kind of thing, but I think that beyond just immediately turning to drugs um, for either nefarious or for positive reasons, I think that a lot of things. That we kind of tend to forget about, including me, huge thing that like Kermit's been really trying to get me to do this is like walking around, like just going outside, getting fresh nice. air, like eating vegetables and fruit and not just microwaving stuff every single day or just eating out of a single bag of like chips or something. So I can actually speak to that because that's actually one of my methods to actually pretty much calm myself down. It sounds mm -hmm. stupid, but like literally even this morning I had an anxiety attack. And lying in bed, and my wife just pretty much was like, all right, we're just going to help you get out the door because me lying around just makes it worse. But usually the first thing I did was just pretty much like since I got to work, I just freaking ran my ass off. Did like five and a half miles pretty much up a half a mountain. And literally the pain of that was just enough to pretty much make my brain shut down and keep myself from worrying about it even more. But definitely exercise is a good way to actually just reset the brain. Yeah. I mean, it's also healthy. There's links between physical health and mental health. Um, especially as you get older, which I know a lot of us are. <laughs> so um, I can see the ocean and the lake from um, my balcony. And uh, <laughs> when sometimes I'll be really mad, the door's not even open, the blinds are like halfway down because, you know, I'm a hacker, I like the dark. And um, <laughs> I'll walk past it and I'll be like really pissed off about something. I'll just like see the water and I'm like, I feel a little bit better now. And then, like, you know, yeah, it's oh. like seeing that. I wish I could live on a beach. Stuff, <laughs> I, I don't live on a beach or anything, but like I can see the distance, is. right? You know, like a picture, even like you know, get it, get some. I think you cut out there. Sorry. For a yeah, sorry, but the, I was just saying, get some good art. Honestly, I, I know probably half of us, maybe more, in this uh, chat right now, probably have bare walls for the most part. Go out, look yeah. for some cool stuff. I mean, there's like there's some really legit art artists that are uh, like graffiti artists that do paintings and stuff. Um, get some cool art; it'll cheer you up. Something that you like and put it on the wall. Actually, you, you just made me think of something really cool. Like, uh, do you guys remember that website sixteencolors.net? And it was like an I might still be up. It's like an antique yeah, gallery. Yeah, they got the Twitter uh, account, dude. It's badass. Yeah, so uh, there was this uh, art gallery in, I want to say New York, but I'm not going to say New York because I'm not really quite sure. But what they were doing is they were getting like raspberry pies and they were, then they were getting um, 90 degree tilt, like tilted monitors so that it was like, you know, in, um, in portrait mode. And then um, emulating like 9600 board of displaying it. So then like it would rotate pictures like using just like a, just a normal monitor and a pie. Like it's not, it's not, you know, you can probably write it in a fucking bash script, but I, I just thought that was really cool. That, uh, showcasing, yeah, showcasing the ANSI, right? Yeah, showcasing the ANSI. And I mean, if, uh, if that's the kind of art that you're into, maybe that'll trigger you some more. I don't know. I know. I was just thinking that actually. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I yeah. can't get this goddamn script working. Fuck. But yeah, no, like do, oh, it, do whatever makes you happy.
Yeah, I mean, another thing too, I think is definitely really important is to try to do more stuff in real life with people. Because there's nothing that really like, like it, it, there's a physical chemical reaction in your brain. It's when you, when you bond with people in real life, you feel oxytocin. You feel the chemical that is like the the thing that that most serotonin also has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah, but oxytocin is a more complicated, more succinct version of like pretty much every chemical that every kind of drug that you could ever do wants to do. And so when you feel bonded with people and you feel connected and you feel validated and you feel all the things that all the other issues that we're talking about coincide with, a lot of it comes back to just being able to talk to people and feel understood and feel like you can connect with people. Because I know that a lot of the, the issues that, you know, we have here is because we feel marginalized, we feel like outsiders, or we feel like no one will ever understand why we care about like, you know, elf binaries or, you know, how to properly debug stuff with, you know, JTAG and whatever absurdly complicated minutia that you might know about this technical that you feel like you could never share with anybody, that does take a toll on you. And that you have to figure out ways to bond with people in in diverse ways instead of just cloistering yourself and always only being involved in one specific area of interest. I think as well, like if you go to a con um, and you, you're with like the clique, right? You like, you, you know, the squad's rolling around, getting drinks, whatever. And then there's like a sort of someone who comes along and you don't really know them and they're kind of awkward and whatever. I guess it could be intimidating for that person to, uh, you know, join in with that sort of human contact and they, they get, get a bit left behind, maybe make a bit of, bit more of an effort to like, you know, make some new friends. That's really a really good point. I mean, so for the people that are able to, you know, drink a few beers and be social and have like a, an outgoing personality, even if it's somewhat fake, uh, and you're forcing yourself to do it. Being being the person that kind of draws the loners in is all that it takes sometimes to get people to open up and uh, feel like they're part of something. Hey, man, um, so you could, you could create the next Zane team. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> like <laughs> looking around uh, any any kind of hacking or social event, look for the people that are maybe not having an easy time talking to people reach out to yeah. just hope that they're not actually really weird and you didn't want to <laughs> well they're totally going to be really weird let's be honest but I that's this guy talking cool. about inflicting pain so much this is uncomfortable what's wrong with inflicting pain if it's consensual on both sides <laughs> it wasn't consensual <laughs> on my part and that was an awkward conversation <laughs> to have in real life oh, uh do you want to talk about it let's go into this yeah so yeah. we all know them a furry no mystery here so pretty much uh, way back when. Oh no, yeah, those fuzzy animal people. How dare uh, they? So I'm anyway, pretty much I'm that person that pretty much tries to find like the most awkward kid because pretty much that coming of age moment where I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of a dork growing up, trying to read about my life, like pretty much cut all ties. I at least try to actually feel a little bad for people who have a hard time actually uh, having having a hard time actually socializing with people. So I did that a few times and it bit me in the ass at least once. So this guy was just pretty much just being super weird. But at the same time, he was talking about like BDSM stuff with my wife and I. And it's like, hey, this is not cool. I'm just going to go ahead and leave very quickly. Because he's also talking about some more <laughs> fucked up shit like torturing animals and stuff like that. 
That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. That, that's so, the red line. Sociopathy. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, this man pulled Actually, triggers. Reloading. You know that might be a good because honestly, the mental issues and the mitigations resources were. There's so much here um, that maybe it would be a good idea to at least talk about red lines and and warnings, warning signs, uh, stuff yeah. that's not uh, red flags. Uh, you mean? A good thing. Yeah, yeah. Talking about torturing animals is a pretty big one. Yeah, totally. That's definitely a big one. The Sados. Um, also, uh, trying to buy people's friendship, <laughs> like with physical money. Thanks. Don't think that because I'm giving you a free laptop. I'm hurt. No, no, not that. That's not a problem. I'm closing the fucking server. All right. That's it. RC server's gone. More flags. (laughs) More flags. (laughs) More mental capture the flag here. More flags. I was was talking more of people who, like, in gaming communities, who they might have, like, a cash shop or something. A lot of people use money as a tool for control over people. Yeah. That's what I'm okay. talking so, about. Red flags. Actually, this is pretty easy for me. So, control, harm, self harm, depression, pretty much self worthlessness. That's another good sign. And really, all it takes is just pretty much just go, hey, dude, what's up? That's all you really got to do. And usually, that nine times out of 10, that's usually all that matters. Well, okay. So, that's those are good signs that somebody needs somebody to talk to. But what are, what are good signs that you need to get out of a conversation or you need to get out of a situation other than? Uh, the example you gave. <laughs> well, if you're talking about it in a BDSM context and you identify as a sub or bottom, anyone who tries to assume that they have control over you just because of that identification needs to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, power bottoms. Yeah, go. Well, power bottoms mm. are fine if everybody in your relationship is okay with it, but... I've had people come up to me at parties and assume just because I enjoy getting my ass kicked that they're allowed to put their hands on me. What? Okay. Yeah, see, that's, uh, that's not cool. And that means that they're not part of the BDSM community. Like, right. There's a lot of people who claim to be part of the BDSM community but use it as an excuse for abuse. Yeah, 100%. I'm with also, like, presumptiveness just in general is like a problem. Absolutely. Across the board. Yeah. Man, Don't touch the callers. What'd you say, Decoding? Don't touch their collars. Seems like they're really weird about that. Their co- uh, oh, the co- Yeah, of course. Uh, for pups? Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't touch people, man. They just don't appreciate <laughs> I mean, it. Yeah, maybe just don't touch people. That should kind of be a rule. <laughs> yeah, just go yeah, like... I think oh, the hey, general dude. rule is I ask like, before you do things like yeah, that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Before, like, before you get into right. somebody's personal bubble... You should, you should Agree. It's like, may Unless I please have sex with you before you do it? I mean, had... simple words. Well, so it, I think Decoded's example is a good one because uh, the collars, it's, it's like a pretty noticeable thing usually. And I think some people are just more hands-on than others and they, they're not doing it to be creeps. They're just naturally unaware that they shouldn't be doing it. Um, And so it's this kind of weird area where it's sort of innocent, but it's not cool. Um, Well, I've been... Recently, I was talking with someone 
and they sent me a link to like we were talking about how to how to network and not seem like a total creeper weirdo and they pointed me to a couple articles that actually included like don't forget about like human touch and like putting your hands on like people's shoulders and i'm like that's that's no like if someone came up to me like randomly at a con and like put their hand on my shoulder i'd probably hit them well okay so here's here's the power moves in general right hugs what about hugs yeah, no, ask me before you hug me, or I'm gonna fucking kick you in the wherever it hurts most. I, yeah, I think do, it, you, do it, do it. Oh so man, I'm, uh, no, I'm so him. close no, to doing it probably. There's a few I think I gave you a hug. I've seen do free hug type stuff at infosec cons, and I actually yeah. find that kind of weird. Like, I mean, I know they mean yep. well, but I don't, I don't really want to hug you, dude. <laughs> so that was really big in like the anime cons and kind of carried over the furry cons because they're kind of like the same groups more or less yeah that it's weird the hugging really oh, all right well yeah, it's like I mean, the free no it's like that one dude like... saying with the sign that says free hug it's just, <laughs> oh okay hugs for free wi-fi <laughs> i'll generally only give people that I really like hugs. so i mean i'm one person to give a bro hug but i gotta at least know the person first before i do that Exactly. I think that all of this is about respecting people's personal space and respecting boundaries and respecting your own boundaries. I think that really comes down to a lot of this sort of thing. <laughs> Social interactions are, are really difficult for a lot of people. And sometimes it might be, you know, somebody's first time going out to like a convention or to an event or a meetup or whatever. So I think it's definitely if you want to keep people feeling like they can actually come and talk to you and actually learn. You know, there might be somebody that's really awesome that just has poor social skills. We just got to keep respecting those kind of boundaries. Something else that I wanted to just bring up is, like, sometimes people know that they have those issues and need to be reminded. Uh, but yeah. usually only if, like, I, I personally know, like, when I go to conventions and shit, like, I talk way too fucking much. Like, way too much. So, like, I'm just like, listen, guys, if I'm, like, getting up there, just be like, yo, shut up chill and you don't take offense to it I no, do that but, as per, well. like, but but like that's something that like i acknowledge it doesn't work for everybody but things like that also translate over to hey this guy's standing really close to me maybe he doesn't understand that he's a little bit too close so then you could just politely ask them to hey just step back a little bit it's making me just a little bit uncomfortable. it's really so interesting like, and if they know, ignore that know. then you tell them to get the fuck out yeah so here's the thing so, i think um, it's a really super interesting area which is awkwardness like we're all so averse to having any kind of awkward exchanges at all but a little bit of awkwardness for a few seconds is not going to kill anybody like it's it's going to be awkward for a second to say hey you're standing a little close to me how about you move up a little bit try and work in a joke or something if you have to but being awkward for that 10 seconds and then being cool for the rest of the night just learn to embrace awkwardness I, that's kind of how i do it yeah so um I, I got a couple of quick ones from uh 2600 meetups here that were quite um the creeper type people who probably seeked help but we needed to get away from pretty quickly like one night uh we were standing out the front and um 2600 was almost over the bar was closing and we were talking about where to go next and uh there was a, a bit of an in joke where we said, let's all go to the strippers, referring to this one guy who spent a lot of time at the strip club. 
And we're like, well, no, because, you know, you know, no one wants $20 beers to not look at boobs. And so this guy that we'd never met before who started hanging around with us, he's got, like, a greasy ponytail. He's got like, these, like, rapist glasses that are cracked. And he turns around to us and he says, well, why don't we just all go to the brothel? <laughs> like, fully, fully seriously. And we were just all like, right. that's weird. How was it? Whoa, yeah, that's little... dude. Yeah. How was it? Was it good? <laughs> oh, it, it was great when we left him behind and went to a different bar. <laughs> like, that was kind of um, and there was one other moment as well where um, uh, my girlfriend, uh, myself, and one other person were at the back having a cigarette, which is kind of where the bathrooms were, and we're standing there smoking. And um, this guy, uh, as my girlfriend says, I'm gonna you know be our B bathroom, whatever. And this guy's like. I'm going to follow her into the bathroom, not knowing that. You know. <gasps> oh, shit. And we would, like, the first, before I could even say anything, like, the dude I was with was just like, no, you're fucking not. And the, immediately the tone was like, if you even mention that again, like, you're going to have some black eyes, if not worse, you know? Like, it was very, very much, like, social protection at that point do yeah do you think that's just him like not having social awareness or being completely drunk that sounds like something some fucking retarded drunk person would say uh no nah, he sounded pretty fucking serious dude it was wow. it was a it was a case of um like social protection at that point like you know that was very um that was very disturbing and i mean these are a couple of these are, these are things that happened over the years at, at, at the 2600 group we had that were extreme cases, but we always had weirdos show up. Really? Like, always, they'd read it in the back of the magazine, and weirdos would show up. You know, <laughs> I, I'll reserve comments. Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand why anybody would think it's okay to like be like somebody's like, "Oh, you go to the bathroom," and then you're just like, "I'm gonna follow you," right? Like, yeah. it, it, what, what, what? Instinctly derives that to be like, "Hey, this is an okay thing to do." That's like saying like, "I'm gonna go diddle little kids." That's a like, stab. <laughs> Honestly, that's a stab yeah, in territory. Like somebody follows you into the bathroom. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, like you're Brad. literally asking to get hurt if you do that. So, um, it's eleven thirty, or it's been two hours now. Um, we can totally keep talking about this stuff, but I think we should maybe start wrapping up a little bit. Just, um, Dan, you had said to do an after show, but um, I don't know if we still want to do that because I have a. Uh, other stuff going on but um yeah i mean ultimately we've learned quite a bit today about what this all of this means to us it's a lot to unpack and we we have a tendency to open up big topics and just kind of let them all fall out and let the conversation go where it goes but i think this was really important for us tonight because we had a lot of people in the chat who were talking a lot of new people who came on it's been really awesome and i think that if we just keep talking about this stuff and being honest with ourselves in what we see and, and how we approach things and actually network and, and realize it's okay to talk about this kind of stuff sometimes because we all have very similar experiences in how we in how this stuff affects us. So um, I just said everybody, thanks for chatting with us. Please keep talking about this stuff and please, you know, talk to us on Twitter, talk to us on Twitch or come join our Discord or anything. And, um, you know, we can always talk to us about these sort of things. And we're going to have uh, some of our notes typed up and um, probably some additional resources for people if they need to 
get help or just need someone to talk to. So, um, but yeah, that was just my little two cents on it because I know we've been kind of uh, been going for a while and talk about power bottoms and and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did a little. Off there are track. people too. Come on. Track. Of course. We should, uh, we should consider doing maybe a weekend show or something. That might be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. I think that's definitely something that we should look into. And also, I mean, I posted the Discord link in the chat. I'll probably do I have it still on my clipboard if I do. If anybody wants to join, I just posted it into the chat again. You can come talk to us. Um, and if you know we have a consensus on when we can do it, we definitely would love to have a weekend show where we can kind of delve deeper into some of the more topics or even just have a, a weekend chat time where we can just come in and talk. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Uh, yeah. MG, are you purposely doing that, or is it like? Yeah, I'm this is awkward now. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? You're nah, struggling. <laughs> you couldn't hear. You could just visually see uh, the uh, the green around me strobing. I like it. I think we should signal like that. That's actually a good idea. That's another layer of comms. It's like in the yes. office where they. Uh... Where Jim and Pam learn how to blink in Morse code. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I actually started binge watching that show when it was done. It took me a week. I don't have anything to do. You should get into Ultra Carbon. You might be uh, pleasantly surprised. I already, by it. already, already saw it. That was really ah, good. I'm still watching it. I read the book. I finished the book uh, last week. I just got to actually finish the TV series now. Oh wait, are we still live? That's how fun this show is. We don't know. I don't even know what's not. going on. I just came here. I am. Uh, thank <laughs> you for coming. No disrespect. You believe I actually? I, uh, not the brag, but I know a lot more than you. Uh, well, no, not more what? than you, but I know more than I can talk. How about that? <laughs> not, not to brag, but I know more. Not than to you. brag. <laughs> Emma, long story short, I just got really awkward here. I'm just trying to say that I'm sorry if I came off as being a dick, and uh, I no more than I actually put off, so I'm not straight by any means. God, this is so fucking awkward. I, yes! There Wait, seems to be a disconnect here. I yeah, feel I'm like I fucked something. up. I'm sorry if I did. You're good, Pike. It's okay. Well, you're no, it's only I apologize. We love, we love you, Pike, even though you're a great dog. <laughs> yeah, even but I apologize to Emma. A what? <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? I have no idea. What's I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, yeah, good times. All right, you. So, do you want to bring this back around? Turn this car crash around, buddy. Yeah, you know. Right now, in the background, I'm playing Crash's This song, DMZ's perfect song for us, which has a miraculous thirty K plays. So. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we will be back next week and potentially hanging out on the weekend. But um, as we know, talk to somebody or as our old or our old advice is typically shut the fuck up and get a lawyer. But RTU and other people suggested that we say open like, or unshut the fuck up and get a therapist or someone else. <laughs> yeah. Talk more, get a therapist. Why not both? Yeah, also, just not alone and all this shit. Trust your criminal instincts too. Yeah, I like that one. You guys Absolutely. definitely want to fuck your mom. <laughs> don't talk. Don't talk to right. cops. Do you talk to therapists? Don't talk to cops. Do you talk to therapists? <laughs> but therapists are cops. Oh, yeah. uh, therapists are only cops if you're imminently about to hurt someone, like yourself or others. Well, who's the judge of that? Yeah, I know. Who is judging the law? that?
Patience, <laughs> the therapist. All right. <laughs> I will see.